Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. It's time for the word. Hallelujah. I just want to quickly bring the concluding part of a series I started last week, the major key to effective praying, which the major key we talked about was fasting. Praise God. Prayer should be accompanied with fasting. And we said one major thing about fasting, one major thing that fasting delivers to us is humbling ourselves before God. That's the God-appointed way to humble ourselves before him. And we say a contrite heart and a broken spirit God can't overlook. God will always answer. You see, in the course of the message today, I'm going to mention one of attributed to be the most wicked king in the world, in the earth as of that time, Ahab. God pronounced a judgment on him, and because he humbled himself, there's nobody, listen to me, on the surface of the earth, there is no human being who will humble himself in fasting that God will not that will not draw the attention of God or that God will not attend to him. Even if God says no, it's still an attention. It's still, a, it's still an answer. But the Bible says a contrite heart, a humble heart, a humble heart and a broken spirit, God cannot overlook. If the most wicked king, if the most wicked human being, so to speak, can get God's attention, because he fasted, how much more you? No wonder the enemy, the devil wants to keep this key away from the hands of saints. He knows that if you don't take fasting serious, if you throw fasting under the bus, as people will say, if you will just ignore fasting, if you will just make your belly your priority, he knows that he can steal a lot from us, a lot. But I know there are people here who will say no to that. That the devil won't rob you of your rights, of your privileges, of your positions in God. If there's anything that stops people's prayers from being answered, it's pride. Pride. Pride gets in the way. Pride gets in the way. We talked about that last week. It gets in the way. It hides in your soul. I will, I can. This is how I feel about it. This is how I, I. Everything is about you. It's about I. And when we can get pride out of the way, we allow God, we yield. Praise God. We allow the spirit of God to take over. Amen. So quickly, what is fasting? Again, Fasting is abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. Abstaining from food for a while, for a period of time, for spiritual purposes. In Leviticus chapter 16, we want to see something in the scriptures there. From verses 29 to 31, is a very important day in the life of the Jews. Uh, it's called uh, Yom Kippur. That's the day of atonement. Normally, September 27th, thereabout. I know this because it's the day after my birthday. <laughs> Praise God. It's the most important day in the life of the Jews. 
is a day of atonement. In fact, in biblical days, the record is set straight how the rest of their days will be from the day of atonement. It's a day God says they will humble their souls before him. There is going to be a sacrifice that will be made. God will dictate the sacrifice. They are not to, there's nothing they can do about the sacrifice. Just as Jesus Christ has been made a sacrifice for you, and you can't add to the sacrifice. Jesus Christ has been the atonement. He has been the sacrifice for you and I. You can't add anything to it. But he's saying if you are going to benefit from the sacrifice, you will do something. You will humble your soul before me. You will humble yourselves before me. It was a requirement for their destiny to be all right. God wants us as human beings to humble ourselves before him in fasting. That's the way God ordained. In Israel in those days, that was what was going to determine how their destiny will be. The sacrifice for Israel's sin had been taken care of. But for them to participate, they had to. Praise God. The whole future and destiny of the people was determined or was determined by the outcome of young people. Praise God. The day of atonement. God required them, in the Bible days, in the King James Version, you see the word, afflict their souls. That's what it means to afflict your soul. Afflicting your soul is in fasting. Denying yourself is saying that it's not my way. It's not the devil's way. It is only God's way. That's what you are saying in fasting. God, your will be done. My own thoughts and feelings out of the way. Praise God. And when they met the conditions, it was always well with them. And this shall be a statue forever, said the Lord unto you. That in the seventh month of the seventh day of the seventh month, ye shall afflict your souls. That's what he's saying there. He's in fasting. And do not walk at all, whether it be one of your own country or a stranger that sojourneth amongst you. Do you know, even till now, on the day of Yom Kippur, even till now, if you have Jewish friends, if you have, uh, if you have uh, Jewish colleagues, that day they don't show up and work. It's normally a Sunday night, most of the time, Sunday, like the one for this year, I think it's Sunday night, so Monday morning. They will not show If it falls on a weekday, they will not show up at work. It was the most important day for them. Their destiny for the rest of the days is determined. They will skip. They say they are humbling their souls before the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. It's a day, I mean, fasting is positioning yourself so that your soul will not dictate to you. Your soul will not dictate to you. Or to God. You know, there's a way our soul wants to dictate to God what to do. That's what you are doing in fasting. You are humbling your soul, bringing yourself, humbling yourself before the Lord. He said, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. That is it. Praise God. Amen. Let's quickly look at different cases of fasting in the scripture. Because apart from I mean, the major key is this humbling our soul. 
but what will fasting do for you? What will fasting bring your way? Praise God. Ezra 8, Ezra 8, 21. Ezra 8, 21. We see in the, in the area of protection that when you are making, when you are about to make a decision or when you know a decision is compulsory for you to do and uh, you need God's guidance. You have never gone through this way before. Has anybody seen December 2020 before? What about November? What about September 2020? You see, you have not trod this way before. Praise God. Or whether it's a journey. In this case, the example I'm going to give is a journey in the book of Ezra. Ezra chapter 8 verse 21. This was a time whereby Ezra was asked to leave uh, lead the captive, uh, the captive Jews uh, from Babylon to Jerusalem. It's a journey that would take about four months, approximately. He had, and on that route, in those days, history tells us, I wasn't there. All right? History tells us that there were bandits on the road. Praise God. Bandits, serious bandits, like some people are experiencing in the part of the world they come from. Praise God. Serious bandits that can beat and leave you to the point of death. Now, he was carrying certain things. He was carrying silver and gold from the temple. He was carrying vessels from the temple. They had children. They had choice vessels in the house of God. He was with him on that journey. How was he going to make it? How was he going to receive protection? How was he going to get to the, his destination without being robbed? Knowing that this road is a notorious road. Praise God. He had women. He had children. How was he going to do it? It's a journey he had never. Precious vessels from the temple were with him. What was Ezra's solution? To humble himself. To humble himself before the Lord. He proclaimed a fast. He said, look, I'm, I'm too ashamed to ask the king. We have told the king that our God that we serve, he protects us. So how can I go back to the same king and ask him for escort? Ask him for soldiers to follow us? Praise God. Better clarify the word escort very well. The soldiers, praise God. Had to, he had to go and ask the king for soldiers to escort him. No, he can't do that. He had just boasted about his God. He had just said that his God was a great God. He was a God that would protect. It was now time to live up to his word and live up to his testimony. Isn't that what we face sometimes as children of God? You have said your God can do this. He can do that. He can do this. He can do that. They are asking you, where is your God? Praise God. You said God can heal. Where is your healing? You said God can deliver. How come he hasn't delivered you in this situation? Living up to it. What do you do? You humble your soul in fasting. He's been told of our God. He knows a way where no one knows the way. 
He makes a way even in the wilderness. He can lead us through the dark parts of life. Praise God. He cried unto God for protection. He said, then I proclaimed the fast. Look at the solution here. He said, I proclaimed the fast there at the river of Hava. He said, well, we might afflict ourselves before the Lord. What does it mean to afflict yourself before the Lord? That's fasting. Fasting is just King James English. If you are reading modern English or NIV, it will tell you it's fasting. Amen? To seek of him a right way for us and for our little ones and for all our substance. Do you see that? When last have you fasted for your little ones? Or you think they are not in danger? Oh, sometimes the enemy knows that, look, there's nothing he can do about you. You are sold out to Jesus. But he wants to confuse those little ones. He wants to tell them that there is no God. Don't mind them. It's a fallacy. And they have a popular line today, even when you are trying to reach out to young people in this society, say, oh, church, church is not for me. They just say, it's not for me. It's not for, have you heard that before? It's not for me. Who said, it's for you? Who told you it's not for you? Who told you it's not for you? It's for you. Praise God. Amen. You fast for your children. Their health. Praise God. You fast for them. Their, their, their development. That they know God. Not that they follow you to church. They discover God on their own. They have a relationship with him. All those things will take the supernatural intervention of God. In a country like this, that we have charter of rights, you need to fast. So that the charter of rights will not lead them in the wrong direction. Praise God. Are you listening to me? Oh, please listen very well. I know what I'm saying. Listen very well. Amen. Verse 23. Let's quickly see verse 23. So we fasted and besought our God for this. And he was entreated of us. That is, he answered us. I will be too surprised if he doesn't answer. God will always answer when you fast. When you humble your soul before him. He will always. He's committed to it. Hallelujah. Can I hear a good amen in the house? How did Ezra do it in this place again? He fasted. That was the solution. He said there, was, there were several other ways, but I've chosen the spiritual way. I'm praying to God that you will choose the spiritual way in this season of your life in the name of Jesus. He chose the spiritual way. He sought the face of God in fasting and he invoked he invoked the protection of God over his life and he had a safe passage. So many things in life that we need a safe passage for. Is it in training up your children? There's no skill out there that can do that. It's only God. Praise God. Is it in about your career, about your business? Is it about your home, about your marriage? Praise God. Of recent, they sent a couple to me. In fact, the wife refused to come. What was it? 
The marriage was at the edge. The marriage was going to break up. Are you believers? Yes. Okay, what happened? They came by recommendation. What happened? He said, Pastor, before I talk, let me first tell you, it wasn't adultery. Because the normal thing is, adultery is normally what leads to things like this. He said, no, it's not unfaithfulness. It's not anything. Okay, what happened? He said, she just packed her things and she said it's over. And told me that there's no amount of begging there's no amount of prayer. He said she knew I was praying. He said there's no amount of prayer. He said it's over. It's over. O V E R. He said he spelt it for me. He said, What's your ah? He said, Pastor, I know now it's the devil. Praise God. It's the devil. Okay, let's check. How come you are coming to me? Your pastor should be able to handle this for you. He said, hey. I said, what's hey? He said, uh, uh, I go to church, but uh, they don't know me in church. Eh? You don't go to church. Praise God. Praise God. He said, you see, it's my schedule. Eh, go and tell your schedule, your problem you have now. now schedule will solve it for you. Or don't you think so? It says schedule prevented you from going. That schedule should be able to offer what the church was offering you. I said, this is the first error you guys make. You take God flippantly. So everything was okay. Good job, good house, everything. But where's God in the scheme of things? God is not there. It's at the back burner. Praise God. And now the, when problem comes, <laughs> I told him, I said, you need God in this matter. I said, look, I've been a pastor, I've been doing this for a while. Apart from that, I'm a psychologist as well. If you have recorded this behavioral pattern, uh, <laughs> this one is not what the eye needs or your needs. Uh, but pastor... Uh, this and this, he's trying to find out whether it's okay to divorce because uh, she has said she's not doing it again. I said, your heart is not there, it's right. <laughs> you want to find out. I said, get your heart right. Praise God. It's going to take the spirit of God to bring that home. So when I say, listen, I know what I'm telling you. Fast for your children. Uh, I'm not yet married. The one unborn, fast for them. I was talking to somebody recently. He said, no. he said, God gave me the names of my children even before they were born. He said, the name of my company is named after them. They were supposed to be three. He said, but after two, I borrowed myself wisdom. That two is enough. <laughs> Praise God. The children are born. You should name your children. The ones you haven't given birth to, name them by now. And be praying. That when they show up, they already have a destiny. You will not turn to the left. You will not turn to the right. We have prayed for you. Straight and narrow is the way. Praise <laughs> God. That's it. That's it. That's it. Cover them. Are you listening to me today? Praise God. Our children will do well. They will be great in this life. I can't hear your Amen. Praise God. I'm always excited when I see those children. They are going to do exceptionally well. 
I want you to know that the way of God works, and I can testify to that. Number two, another example of fasting, people under God's, excuse me, ministers, can you check that quickly? People under God's judgment, that's another way fasting can help you. When somebody is under judgment of God, praise God, a nation can be under the judgment of God. Amen. A nation can be under judgment. You can engage the power of fasting and prayer to avert that judgment over that nation or over your life. Praise God. The examples in the scripture, there was a man, I talked about him earlier. Ahab, the Bible makes us to understand, was the most wicked king. 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 22. This man was a very wicked man. The Bible makes us to understand that one of the contributors to Ahab's life was that he married Jezebel. Jezebel stared him up to do evil. Young man, be careful of the kind of woman you marry. Amen? Jezebel, you know, there was evil there before, but Jezebel assisted him. She said, your evil is not enough. He scared him up. He said, and I will make thine house. This was a judgment. Something happened. He became a very wicked king. Very, very wicked. He led the whole nation to idolatry. And God was mad at him. So God cursed him. And listen. And I will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Basha, the son of Haijah. For the provocation where that was provoked me to anger. This is God talking. And made Israel to sin. Go on. Verse 23. Go on to about 27. Let's keep on going. And of Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, The dogs shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Israel. Go on. Him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dogs shall eat. And him that dieth of the field, the fowls of the air will eat. God. But there was none, there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself, he said, and for sale, to walk wickedness in the sight of the Lord. You know what that means? God, look at me. <laughs> I'm your worst enemy. That's what he said. Anything you like, it will be my hate. That's what he's saying. Praise God. He sold himself, he sold himself out to it. That this is why I'm born. I will just frustrate anything God in the land. And look at who assisted him. And whom Jezebel, his wife, did what instead of. Have you seen people stare other people up before? When you, are, when you are doing evil, when you are saying, have we show him? They say, yes, show him. Show him insult or injury. And they will keep on, they will be studying. You say, yes, yes, you are doing the right thing. Do you know that even when people want to do evil, 
But if people counsel them against it, they will have a second check. Am I correct? It's people that stir up other people. If you join yourself in agreement with evil, that's why it goes. And the way to join yourself is not only not to stir people up. When you keep quiet in the presence of evil too, you are joining yourself to it. You'll be able to correct. And this thing, I love you with the love of God, but this one is no good. Amen? Praise God. Verse 27. Oh, sorry, 26. I didn't read 26. And it did very... Abominably. Abominably. He did abominably. It's a very powerful word. Following idols, according to all things, as did the Amorites, from whom the Lord has cast out before the children of Israel. Yes, 27. And it came to pass when he had heard those words that he did something. He rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. Verse 28. Verse 28. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the teacher, saying, Seest thou how he have humbled himself before me? Because he humbled himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days. But in his son's days, will I bring evil upon his house. So that son, what has happened to his destiny? Uh, compliments of the father. Sometimes some people don't understand to read that things. Please come and change this microphone for me quickly. You don't understand spiritual things. Now, that boy, what has happened to his life? The boy that is coming. His destiny has been determined. But if he is going to avert it, what will he do? Huh? He will also fast. He will fast again. Thank you. So sometimes when we are asking you to fast, you say, you think, uh, praise God. It's beyond, it's beyond what is in your fridge. Praise God. Do you know your great-grandfather? I'm just asking you a question. Do you know your great-grandfather? Hmm? Who, knows your, who knows his or her great-grandfather? Put up your hand. See, some of you don't know. You can't. <laughs> you, you, praise God. Okay, since you don't know, do you know the God he worshipped? Or the idol he bowed down to? You don't. Do you know whether he's into witchcraft or not? I've just told you to do something about your children. You think they don't tell them in occultic world to do something about their children's children? Hmm? Even some of them, they'll say, they'll look into their future and they'll say, ah, the future is very bleak. You have to borrow the destiny of your lineage. So life stories. Well, let me not scare some of you here. Amen? I'm telling you, I'm just trying to tell you uh, how important fasting is. Even things you don't see. 
There are many things going on in the realm of the spirit that you don't know, you don't see. But cover yourself. It's an instrument of God that God has put in place for your life to be all right. Don't ignore it. I call it the most effective key in praying. That's the title of this place. The devil wants to keep you away from this secret. Because some of these things Jesus has said will not go except by prayer and fasting. There are some things locked in destinies, locked over your life, locked over your future. And you need to take care of. God has given you what it takes to take care of it. But sometimes when we don't take those steps, we just leave it alone and we let unnecessary, I call them unnecessary things, happen to us. But I know you will take it up after this encounter. No evil will be for you. I said no plague will come near your dwelling place. You will war that good war in the name of Jesus. You will break the bands of wickedness over your lineage and over your life and over your destiny. One thing I want you to know there is that look at as wicked as Ahab was. God responded. How much more you? You are not a wicked person. Amen? So God will respond to you in the name of Jesus. Look at the example of a nation, Jonah. In Jonah chapter 3, verse 10, you can see Jonah was sent. The whole book of Jonah is that the nation was always doing wickedness. They were doing wickedness and God sent a judgment to them through Jonah. But immediately Jonah delivered the message. They were smart. What did they do? They engaged in fasting and prayer. Everybody fasted, including the animals in Nineveh. They said, Goat came. They said, no food for you. No food. We have offended God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Everybody, they said, fasting. Children. Children that was saying, well, I want, I want. They, they, they want food. And I said, no food today. Say, if you eat, <laughs> we don't know what will happen. Let us seek the face of God. Praise God. And, look at, and God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil. And he said that he would do unto them. He said that he would do unto them and he did not. God changed his mind. For a hundred years, Nineveh was free. Changed his mind. What averted it? What? Fasting. Humbling your soul before God. If God did it for Nineveh, he can also do it for Canada. Praise God. Some of the things going on in this nation is going to take us believers to fast. I know we've prayed. Some, some have prayed. Several. No, but you've got to take it to the next level. You've got to fast. We've got to humble our souls. You know, you know in prayer sometimes, your soul is not humbled. Praise God. You are not catching the heart of God in the matter. That's why prayer is accompanied with fasting sometimes. Praise God. That we will afflict our souls before him. Number three, the third one. In the midst of destruction. For example, this year is a year of a great turnaround for us. I pray that you tap into this prophetic agenda of God. That things turn for you. I say things turn for you. Praise God. We know the story in Esther 4.16. We know the story. 
Esther was, I mean, the old Jewish realm was going to be destroyed. Again, a threat against the race that God has chosen, the Messiah will come from. Praise God. Twelve provinces. Praise God. And what was going to happen? They were going to, uh, something was going to happen. Uh, it's either, well, uh, they, 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 they've, they've, they've set it up that they will all die. They were going to execute all the Jews. And there was a secret Jewess in the palace called Esther. And what happened? And Mordecai, the cousin, sent for her and said, well, maybe it's because of a time like this. For such a time like this, is uh, that's why God put you in the palace. I don't think that there will be an escape for you also. Praise God. And what happened? She decided to proclaim a fast. She said, me and my handmaids, we're going to fast. Tell all the Jews also, they should fast. For three days, we are going to fast. No food, no water. Some people will say, ha. Ah. <laughs> Look, I've heard testimonies of those who have been kidnapped. For six days, in the midst of the jungle, no food. Even if they give you food, will you eat? You see, that's what you call fasting. I'll still get there. You must learn how to deny yourself. Train to deny yourself now. Praise God. It's in the midst. It's by choice. Not that there is hunger. That's why you are, we are fasting. When there's no choice of what to eat, say I'm fasting. No. It's by choice. You see food, you deny it. That is what you call fasting. Praise God. Are you getting something out of this message? Esther 4.16. Go, gather all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me. Neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so I will go into the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. What was that fasting for? To avert the judgment of a law that will be against her for coming before the king at a time she's not being called upon. Praise God. And was the entire plot averted? It was averted. Why? Because they took it upon themselves to fast. Let me ask you a question today. If they did not fast, if they did not pray, what could have happened? What could have happened? Destruction. 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 Let's quickly look at the New Testament. You can say, Pastor, all oh, this one is Old Testament. Because some people will say, you know, Old Testament, New Testament believer. All right, let's look at the New Testament. Apostle Paul was first given his credentials that this is how we have become apostles. We have not become apostles by mouth. This is how we were ordained into the apostolic office. Second Corinthians, quickly turn your Bibles with me to the book of Second Corinthians. Praise God. Second Corinthians 6. Praise God. We, 
6, 4, and 5, not 1. But in all things, approving ourselves as ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distress, verse 5, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, and in fastings. This, this is what we do. Praise God. Let's quickly look at another scripture. He said, I mean, he was given a list of how they commended themselves as ministers of God. This is what we go through. This is what we pass through. Part of that list is fastings. Praise God. Let's look at 2 Corinthians, the same 2 Corinthians verse 11. Because he's saying that one of the ways I prove myself as a minister of Christ is in fastings. Praise God. You can't be a minister of a new covenant and not give yourself to fast. No. It's part of the demand. Humble ourselves from time to time. 23. 11.23. Then we'll go on and on. Praise God. We might get to 27, so just hang on. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes, above measure in prisons, more frequent in deaths often. Of the Jews five times received I 40 stripes, save one. What was that? <laughs> 39. Okay. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Hmm, not good. Once was I stoned. Thrice I stoned. <laughs> Shipwreck, a night and a day, I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, of perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils of the city, in perils of the wilderness, in perils in the sea, perils amongst false brethren. In weariness, in painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings, often, often, several times. Listen, he put hunger and thirst there. There's difference between hunger and thirst and fastings. Hunger and thirst is I have no choice. Even if I want to eat, there's no food. But fastings is I have choice. There is food, but I make a choice. Do you see the difference now? Praise God. I say praise God. In fastings, often. Everybody say often. Yeah, you deny yourself. Our time is fast spent. I want to quickly bring this to a close. In the New Testament, you see that the pattern of fasting was often. I first dealt with ministers. You will see also when they wanted to set up any church. Let, let's first look at the ordination process. Let's look at apostles. When apostles or elders are being appointed in the church. Let me quickly say this or break this down. For a church to be established from the pattern of the scriptures, the first thing that we have are disciples. Everybody say disciple. So when a couple of disciples gather... Then elders are appointed. That is when it becomes a church. All right? Now, 
Let's start with the apostles. In Acts chapter 13, you will see a story there that there were five men. Their names were mentioned. They were both pastors and prophets. They were praying at a particular time. And the Holy Ghost moved on them. He says, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work I have for them. And that was in Acts chapter 13. By the time you get to Acts chapter 14, the Bible now begins to address them as apostles. When did they become apostles? The day they were sent forth. That's what apostolos, apostle, that's what it means, the sent one. The ones that has been sent with a message from above. Praise God. So, that is an apostle. How were they birthed? How were they birthed? Let's quickly go to uh, Acts chapter 13. I want you to see from the scripture, then we join. Acts 13, verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord. How did they minister to the Lord? In fasting. He said, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. That was what they did. They were ministering to the Lord in, in, in fasting. And immediately the Lord spoke. Listen, they did not even send them again. They didn't even send them immediately. Look at verse, uh, verse 3. And when they had fasted again. Did you see that? In the New Testament church, is a fasting church. They just commissioned them. They just released them. They were looking up to God for strategy. They didn't bring a plan to God and say, God, rectify this plan. No. They were ministering to the Lord. And the Lord himself said, this is the plan I have. Separate these two guys unto me for the work of the ministry. After they said separate unto me the work of the ministry, they, they didn't just let them go. They said, and when they had fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and they sent them away. So the first step was to seek God for strategy. The second one was to commend them to the hands of God. Did you see that? Did you see that? It was a church given to fasting. Now, that's the apostolic calling. Now, if you go further, in Acts 14, you will see when they were, where they were starting the church in Iconium and in Lystra. If you remember, Paul went to these places, preached to them, they gained disciples, but there was riot. As some people were being saved, some people were coming, the Jews were coming again to convince them that this salvation you have received is not correct. So there was tussle. That was where they beat Paul to the point that they left him for dead. And the brethren gathered around him, then he ran for his dead life, he went to uh, Lystra. When he got to Lystra again, there was a person there, I mean, he, 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 he did signs and wonders, and uh, they said the gods have come in the likeness of men. Then they wanted to worship them. They said, no, don't worship us. We are just men, men like you. And before you know it, the same Jews that heard in Iconium, that they are now in Lystra, they came looking for them. They came to stir up the place again. So they ran back. This time they ran back, they are now convinced the disciples, they spoke to them, and now it was time to set up the church. So they appointed elders. Before they appointed the elders, they went into fasting and prayer. Praise God. That's how the church is built. Fasting and prayer. Praise God. 
That's how it's built. My, my ministers are aware of this. For almost a year now, the new set of ministers should have been appointed. But I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. It's not time. It's not time. It's not time. It's not time. In fact, they, they, there was a time they got tired of it. They said, Pastor, when are the new ministers going to be appointed? I said, it's not yet time. When we're here, we must do it. Praise God. And salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Very, very near. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. So in the New Testament, there were individual flowers and they were corporate fasts. We fasted. Amen. Praise the Lord. In birthing churches, fasting has to take place. Praise God. And so on and so forth. In conclusion, time. First Chronicles 7.14 is a popular scripture. We all know that scripture. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. He said he's going to heal their land. We see there in that First Chronicles 7.14, four things God says that if you will do, three things he will do back in return. Four things you will do, Three things he will do back in return. Praise God. He says, number one, if my people, how many people of God do we have here? Who are called by my name. How many people are called by the, by the name of God? If you will humble yourself and pray. So number one, humble yourself. Why do you need to humble yourself? Because pride is a barrier. God say, humble yourself. What's God's appointed way of humbling yourself? Fasting. Humble yourself and do what? Pray. So number one, you humble yourself. Number two, you pray. Number three, seek my face. Seeking the face of God is staying in the presence of God, looking for his words to speak. Not you speaking now, him to speak. That's seeking his face. And number four, you will turn from your wicked ways. Oh, there's no wickedness in me. Wait till when you begin to seek his face. Praise God. Wait till when you begin to seek his face. There's no time I... Any time... The word, uh, on the subject of fasting comes up, I, I, I always remember <laughs> the, the story about this church. It's one of the best churches in the world. It's a church that, let me describe it this way. You will love to be a member of such a church. The church had it together, if you want to put it that way. The church was a good church, cutting-edge church, had a five-fold ministry, had everything you could think of, well-structured, spirit of excellence. They sent out families, even to go on mission field. It was just everything scripture and scriptural is in that church. It will, you will call it a model church of the 21st century. 
I'll not mention the name of it. Wonderful pastor, wonderful set of pastors, wonderful set of elders, and so on and so forth. But something happened. There was a call to a fast. There was a call to a fast. Church first resisted it, but one way or the other, they got themselves, they fasted. And when you see the all manner of sins that was that was confessed after that fasting and praying, to almost say, Lord, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Why? They humbled themselves. But it took them to a new level. Because all the things that were there was just camouflage. Adultery was going on. Fornication was going on. People were into drugs, illicit drugs. You can't even believe what was going on. In church. In church. Everything looked so Everything was right. The preaching was right. The music was right. The, the, everything was just right in the church. How could this be going on? That's why I said, <laughs> wicked ways. Wicked ways. What should not even be mentioned amongst us. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I said the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.